This is episode number 256 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. Sal DiVincenzo here with my fabulous colleague, Sarah Fade. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. Yes. How was your New Year? It was quiet. Yeah. Did you uh, go? I, I know in the past you've gone and you've seen like balls drop and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Did it was raining. It? So I was like, I'm not. So you're like couching. I couching. was like, what a way to end a crappy <laughs> New Year. It's crappy weather. It's very appropriate. <laughs> That's right. I forgot it was raining. It got pretty hard actually at one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I it's all those people out in Times Square, you know, you like they, 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 they pack them in and then you're wet and you're disgusting and you know i I, that's why i don't watch because i don't even want to you know i always wondered this you have to get there early for a good spot right that's right and you drink probably do they wear diapers no they have they have they portion you you out in square like in sections yeah and then there's like a porta potty in that section but can you imagine if it's like three four five hundred people to the no. one porta potty or something like That's that. That's what it's I'm saying. Like, terrible. I'm not a good crowd person, so I don't. No. I would not like yeah. that. I was. I mean, truth be told, I was in bed by nine thirty. I was like, I was out. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, if someone's listening on YouTube, they mm-hmm. should hit that like button, mm-hmm. right? And they should hit subscribe. You know, we're so close. I think we like. I think we're like sixty five away from a thousand subscribers. So if you could do that, if you're listening, just hit the subscribe button. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. it would be great if we got a thousand subscribers. How many are we at? It's like we're in like the nine thirties, nine forties. So it would be nice if we got up there. Okay. So well we didn't hit it last year. We can hit it this year. <laughs> oh yes. We have plenty of time to get those sixty <laughs> people to do it. Yes, exactly. You know, we had um we had promised last year that we would do a audio tour of our new fabulous uh, innovation space. Oh yeah. So I uh, got together with uh, Stephanie, and mm-hmm. uh, we walked around and we talked about it. So uh, here's that recording. All right, so we're here in the innovation space, and I am here with my fabulous colleague, Stephanie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for giving us this audio tour of our space. Now, this is a rather large space, and I can see in the middle here that it is separated uh, down the middle, and we are on the A side? Yes. And what will happen here on the A side? First, describe the A side for us, for our listeners. Okay, so the A side of our room is the more programming side. We have four tables and chairs set up, a smart board for patrons, so when we teach classes, they can see rather large what we are showing them. Uh, This is the side where patrons might use our sewing machine, our Cricut machine, and other equipment that's a bit smaller, not as loud. It's the quieter side, potentially, of the space. Yes, it is the quieter side, and it's also the side that the recording studio is on. We'll talk about the recording studio towards the end. Now, there is a very large item here (laughs) on the floor. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is this? It's very long, and uh, (laughs) it looks like a printer. It is a printer. It is our HP large format printer. Uh, This printer can do um, quite large prints. We have different rolls. We have uh, adhesive rolls, cardstock rolls, poster size printing available. We also have the ability to scan in larger sizes. So think of blue 
blueprints for your home that you can scan in and work with, and it is quite large. It is very large. Now, so someone comes in and they want to print something, I guess we provide a computer for them to transfer that over to the printer? Yes, we do. We'll have computers available for them. Okay, so they'll come in, they'll request the time, Mm -hmm. and then they'll be able to use this printer? Yes. Okay, great, and that's an HP. Now, we're moving over here along the wall, and I'm noticing there's another printer here, but there is something special about this printer. Yes, this printer is much smaller than our large format printer. It sits on our cabinets and countertop that are against the wall. This is a sublimation printer. It is a sawgrass printer. Um, What this does is uses specific sublimation ink and paper so that you can use a heat transfer process to fuse prints uh, to any sort of sublates or objects that we use for sublimation printing. So what are some of the objects that folks can use this printer to, I guess, transfer is the the best word for that? Yeah, it's a heat transfer. So we work with uh, the printer first, and then we would use our heat presses to kind of press using pressure the uh, print to a a ceramic mug or a polyester t-shirt, towel. Um, You can do sweatshirts. We had someone do recently a series of sweatshirts and t-shirts that were custom for uh, their uh, nephews, which was really fun. Um, It works really well. It really does work like standard heat transfer. It just becomes part of the object rather than looking like it's going to peel off in the wash. Yes, so I I did one of these uh, last year Mm-hmm. And I was surprised how vivid mm-hmm. the transfer is. Yes. yes, it does come out quite vivid. Uh, depending on the object you're using, if you're using white, the coloring is going to be much brighter. If you're using something like a gray, uh, it won't be as vivid. Uh, the sublimation works best on lighter colors. Okay, yeah. So this uh, device that we're seeing here, uh, it looks like a, a heat press for the mugs. Yes. And then we have one on the table over here. What's that one for? So that is a flat heat press. That one is great for t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, just flat, uh, thin objects. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So we have the large format printer. Mm -hmm. We have the sublimation printer, which allows us to print out an an image. Mm Uh, And I I have to suppose this is a great opportunity for people to design their logo, for example, or do something special for a special gift and just uh, transfer it over to a, uh, you know, a mug or a shirt. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We do plates as well. We have a plate press. You can do a customized gift for a hostess or someone moving into a home. You can do handwritten if you need to. We have the scanner available. So it's great. Now, if someone comes down and they're, they're not quite certain how to do this, mm-hmm. there's there will be someone here to help them? We do have staff available. We also have videos that we will have up shortly for patrons to watch. In fact, we uh, strongly encourage them to watch it so that they can use the equipment because the heat presses do get very, very hot. Sublimation ink only activates at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. So everything does get really hot here. So we will have to have staff here and patrons will watch videos to walk them through the process. Great. But as far as the designing portion of it, that's something that the patron has to kind of do on their own, right? Yeah. Yes. That is something that they'll do on their own. Uh, we can assist them in learning the, the software, but if they come in with an image, it's pretty easy from there. Fantastic. And like I said, I had, I had done one. And if, if you're a patron listening and you want to come and see my mistake, it is on the <laughs> shelf here. It is backwards and upside down, my first attempt. Uh, we are over here. Now, this is a, a machine. Uh, it's a 
kind of a flattish <laughs> machine here, and it's uh, black mm -hmm. and silver, and it's actually a very common, mm -hmm. uh, commonly used machine. What is this one? This is our laminator. This is one of the amazingly most requested items for the space. Uh, we get requests from patrons asking if we have a laminator to use frequently, so we wanted to make sure we got them a good one, so we got a Fellows heat laminator, um, and it will be available for patrons to use. Yes, it's fantastic, and that's mm -hmm. the Saturn 3i, if you want to look that up on uh, Google there, and it looks like it goes up to the A3 size yes. there. That's what it looks like. Very nice. <laughs> Very good. All right, so uh, I just want to uh, point out here, looking up at the ceiling, uh, what are these things hanging, <laughs> hanging from the ceiling here? Uh, these are our extension cords. So they're coming from the ceiling, so they're pulled down. Uh, they are great because they stay out of the way. We don't have to worry about tripping over cords on the floor. And we just pull them up and down, and they wind up. Yes, it's a very, very neat mm -hmm. way of... Uh, controlling your space here. So now uh, we're, we're at the center point of the, of the makerspace slash innovation space. <laughs> and uh, there is a uh, folded glass wall here. Mm -hmm. So we can close this section out, like you said, yes. and then one side is programming and the other side is what? The other side is the kind of the noisy, loud machine side of the space. Um, it's where a lot of our larger loud equipment lives. Um, and we do have this glass partition to sort of help separate that space, especially during programs. Yes, so that that is great mm -hmm. uh, to think about it. Now, uh, we mentioned before the recording studio is on the quiet side. Yes. So if a patron is going to request to use the recording studio, in all likelihood, they'll they'll have a good um, recording session, is that they right? They will, yes. Yes, yes. So, and we'll talk about, like I said, we'll talk about that in a moment. Now, uh, we have another table here. It's kind of like a butcher block table. So these are our, uh, these tables are taller. They're meant for more kind of shop work in a way. Um, so they sit higher than our program tables. We do have a wood top for them. There are, there is power on the metal parts of the tables, which is great. So we have a lot of great power sources for patrons. And again, the cords won't be on the floor so that people won't trip on them. Yes, and I see, what is this? Is this a button maker? It's a button maker. It is low tech, but it is very fun. Um, we do have a button maker available. It's a quick way to customize something. Yeah, so you would print out the image, and mm -hmm. then you put it in this in this uh, little uh, yeah. rig, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, we have the paper cutter to have it sized perfectly for this particular button. They're about two inches. Great. Mm -hmm. Now, the machine just adjacent to that mm -hmm. is rather large, and it's a little scary looking. What is this? <laughs> this is our CNC router. Um, it is a Shapoko machine with a carbide router. It can cut wood. It can do other materials. But right now, we're really mostly using it for wood cutting. And we have different drill bits available for the router to make um, bowls and, and dishes and things like that. And you can cut a quite large space too. That is fantastic. And I'm just seeing there's uh, looks like it's some sort of a, a, a tray here. <laughs> yeah, there's a tray. And what is that over there with the cat on it? With the cat? Yeah, isn't that a cat, That's right? It's a cat. Yes, my colleague Nicole made that. In fact, your podcast colleague Nicole made that um, as a test when uh, she was working with the machine. Yes, it figures Nicole left her cat over here. <laughs> uh, very cool, very cool. And uh, it's very loud. It is very loud, and that's the reason why it's on the loud side. Yes. Okay, and then we have these. This uh, also is a uh, potentially scary machine because it has lasers. <laughs> it does have a laser. This is our epilogue laser engraver. It's the Fusion Edge. 
It is, I don't like to pick favorites, but I will. It's my favorite machine in the space. Um, it can engrave and even cut certain materials. So it engraves a wide variety of materials, including wood, glass, acrylic, and it can even cut wood and acrylic and very thin leather. Uh, it can't cut as deep as the CNC machine, but it can do about a half inch for wood and acrylic. So what would, what would people use a machine like this for? Many things. Uh, we recently did a program for cutting boards where we did handwritten cutting boards. Uh, so we scanned in handwritten recipes, edited them, and then engraved them using the engraver on the cutting board, and they came out really beautifully. Uh, we've done powder-coated water bottles, so those really popular water bottles you see, it can actually uh, engrave on those, so you can do a custom pattern. There's a lot that you can do with this machine. That is fantastic. And later we'll talk about what the future is of this space and how people mm -hmm. are going to be able to take uh, yes. advantage of it. So um, on the uh, far wall here from where we were walking, mm -hmm. there are a number of machines here. They, they are <laughs> 3D machines. All but one are 3D machines, yes. Okay, so what is the one that is not a 3D machine? This little dark gray and yellow machine is our Meiku form box. So it is a vacuum former. Uh, so it works with a shop vac to make molds and uh, form over 3D objects. So there's a little, probably eight inch bed here and you just push over and you use the vacuum to suck out all of the air and the plastic that we have forms to the object. So this can be used, I would assume, in coordination with the 3D printers, yes, correct? Yes, it can work in conjunction with the 3D printers. You can 3D print something, and then you can use the uh, form box to make molds out of it. So it's really cool. So what would people be using this? What kind of molds would most people be using this for? A lot of people talk about making chocolates out of it, which is, it's food safe, the plastic that we have, but you could also use it for coasters, soap, candles, anything that you can think of, you can fill with it. So you can fill that with, uh, like, like you said, uh, for uh, soap, you make the mold out of, well, first you make the, the, the image, the object with the 3D printer. Yes. And then you can take it and you would put it here and you can make a mold out of it. And then yes. you can fill it with whatever you'd like. It is actually probably the most fun looking uh, thing that happens here because you, you close this, it's kind of like a sandwich. Mm -hmm. You put this in the sandwich <laughs> and when you hook it up, there's something in there. Yeah. It just kind of appears. Exactly. So that's the one, mm -hmm. and then the rest of these machines are 3D They're printers. All 3D printers. Okay. Um, so we have here, this is our Form Labs Form 2 resin printer, uh, which is a little different than the other 3D printers we have here. It does use resin to make designs. Uh, the resin is liquefied and then builds up from the bottom up on the build plate here. And it hardens as it goes, but because it's resin, we do need to clean it off. So we actually put it in an alcohol bath to get a lot of the resin off. We let that dry because we don't want it to be soft. And then we put it in a UV light to cure. And that is ultimately what will harden the object. The resin gives a very, very smooth print. Um, it is a little fragile. It's not very hollow. So it's heavier. Uh, it's used a lot, I know, in the medical and dental fields, but we also use it frequently here. We had someone recently make resin earrings out of the Last of Us firefly symbol that's very popular. Um, and she painted them. Um, and she's going to just wear them, which is really cool. That is wild, and I have seen this. It's almost like there's like a little light of some sort yes, underneath. Yes, there is a laser underneath that is what helps build it. 
It's very neat. Mm -hmm. So, and then it goes in these uh, special baths, I guess. Yeah. So we've got the alcohol bath here, and then next to it we have our UV light. And again, if someone comes in and they want to use this machine, there'll be someone here to help them. Yes, and they can put in a uh, request as well that we, we can do for them, or they can watch videos and we can guide them through the process and using it. When you're using the resin print, you always want to work with gloves. You don't want to get resin on your hands. It is an irritant. Okay, yes, you do not want to be irritated by that. <laughs> Uh, so you, you actually brought up a, a good point here, and this is something we've been doing for a few years now, the oh, 3D printing. Time. Yes, probably about five years. Yeah. So, so folks can go to our website. I'll put the link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. They can click on the link. They can send us a file. What type of file does that have to be? So the files that we generally work with are STL. Uh, it's a stereolithography file. And then we also work with OBJ or object files as well. That's an option. Okay, great. So they send that to us. They pick a color. Mm -hmm. They fill out a form. I guess someone contacts them first. Yes, we reach out to them. So we get the request. We reach out, ask them to send us the file, and then we price it out from there. Okay, so there's a, a cost involved, and mm -hmm. after that, we print it, and then they get to pick it up. They get to do what they want with it, yeah. What are some of the things that folks have asked you for in the past uh, to have us print? Oh, goodness. We get quite a lot of requests. Um, I, I did last year a request for someone's wedding for table numbers and candle holders, and that was a really fun one to do. Um, we get all sorts of requests because you can print just about anything on these machines. Yeah, and I don't think people think about that as a very practical use for right. it. Yeah, there is a practical use. You can do cookie cutters as long as you wrap them in plastic wrap. Uh, there's a lot of practical uses, but there's also a lot of fun uses out of it, too. Certainly. So this is the Form Labs, yes. is the one we just uh, we spoke about earlier, and this is the Ultimaker. This is the Ultimaker. It is a different kind of 3D printer than what patrons generally use. What's great about this is there is a double extruder, uh, which you can see, this is a very industrial lab looking printer. It even sounds a little bit like an airplane when it's running. But the double extruder allows you to have two different kinds of filament, which is the type of plastic that we use, so that you can have either two colors coming out at the same time, or you have one that builds the object on the extruder, and then the second one you can put in the supports if you have maybe a more fragile type of design. This is a really cool one that uses an alcohol-based support, and it kind of melts away in warm water. That's actually very cool, yeah, the fact really that it melts away. It takes a long time, but it's, it's fun. Yeah. And these last two here are Prusas. Yes, these are our Prusa MK3s. Um, they are probably, they are our workhorses. They are the ones that we use the most out of 3D printing. Uh, they're a little bit smaller maybe than a much larger printer, but you can print a quite sizable design on here. Uh, sometimes we have to break them into parts. Recently, my colleague did a helmet for somebody. It was going on their head, actually, so it did have to be broken up, but it was able to be glued and painted together, and it really looked fantastic. They sent us pictures, uh, so it's great. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about the Prusa is that, uh, for, for me is that um, part the parts of the actual printer are 3D printed. Yes, there are parts of it that can't be 3D printed, of course, but yeah, there are certain parts that they're 3D printed and then put together. And yeah, so the 3D printer printed the 3D printer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty pretty wild. It's <laughs> very my, cool. My colleagues and I actually put together this particular machine. So I actually built it. Yes, we built it. Uh, one of them came, well, we didn't build it, but one of them we did build. So that's great. So we're going to walk back towards the studio here, and there's a huge, gigantic screen here. What is this? <laughs> this is a Microsoft Surface computer. We do have 
uh, a very large monitor. It's an all-in-one. And we have the Adobe Suite on here. It comes with a pen so that you can do digital art. You can really customize what you're working with. Uh, and it will, it's connected to all of the different machines that we have here. That's, that's actually very, very neat. It is a beautiful machine. Okay, so we're walking back towards the recording studio. And I'll, I'll just mention very quickly for this, uh, I, had, I had a hand in this. Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> so uh, our recording studio is going to be for both video and audio. Yes. Uh, for audio, yes, for audio, we have a Rodecaster Pro. Uh, for the mixing board, we have three high LPR 40 microphones. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a state-of-the-art Mac Studio computer. Yes, we do. Yes, which is very good. So the software on there is uh, Hindenburg. We also have a garage band for those folks who are more comfortable with that. And we are currently in the process of working on the soundproofing in there. We're going to make that a little more of, of a sound uh, soundproofed area there for, for uh, our users. But we have recorded episodes of this podcast in mm-hmm. there as well. And I think, is there going to be some green screen technology? There will be green screen technology, mm-hmm. yes, okay. and some lighting. And, and, and yes, so we're, we're very excited about that. So let's talk uh, really quickly about the open time. What is open time? So open time right now is if the doors are open, there's going to be a staff member here. Patrons can walk in. They can get a visual tour of the space, but we can also sit them down, walk them through how to use some of the equipment. They can ask us questions. Uh, yeah, so it's great. And finally, I know a lot of people listening are probably wondering, when is this going to officially be open for when I can come in and I can reserve time mm-hmm. and also uh, how that process is going to take place? So so what can you tell us uh, on, on today's episode? Well, right now we are uh, in the process of setting all of that up. We do have appointments available, so patrons can make appointments with some of the equipment. And we'll have that information on our website shortly with a calendar about when there will be staff available to assist with that. Very good. And we will mention it. uh, We'll put in the show notes. And we'll also mention it on on the next episodes moving forward of when that goes live. Mm -hmm. We'll put that in the housekeeping so, so this way people know when it's time to come in here and do this wonderful stuff. Now, we have programming in here. Yes, we do. Uh, We've had several programs in here, uh, and it's helped patrons learn what we have to offer, and they've been able to go home with um, some customized stuff, which is great. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, Steph, I greatly appreciate you taking me around the innovation space. You're welcome. Thanks for visiting. And uh, it's very exciting. And hopefully we'll uh, have our listeners come down and they'll be able to see some uh, Mm -hmm. some really fantastic things, make some custom things. And uh, it's uh, it really is it really is a jewel of of the library. It It is. is. It's a wonderful space. We're very excited. Okay, that does it for our audio tour. Mm-hmm. Have you? Uh, have you? You've done stuff in the makerspace. I have, you and have. I'll be doing a program in February with the teens. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's great, and uh, like I had mentioned, we'll put in the show notes uh, when that does open up and when the appointments do open up. We'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk about it on an episode in the housekeeping, and then we'll put it in the show notes with a link. 
I know patrons are really, adult patrons are really excited. Oh, they're psyched. A lot of people have asked me when they can get in there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. not yet. <laughs> Especially the podcast slash video studio. Oh, yes. They Especially. Have, they have been talking about that <laughs> very much, and we will we'll definitely get that open up soon, and uh, we're, we're putting mm-hmm. uh, finishing up on the sound, um, yes. and the soundproofing in there, uh, and, and it should be very good. Mm-hmm. So that does it for this episode. If you want to listen to older episodes, read our show notes, you can visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. And, you know, I haven't mentioned this uh, lately, but you can email us, podcast at mcplibrary.org, and uh, ask us a question, right? May ask Sarah a question. You can ask her anything. She'll, anything. she'll, she'll tell you. <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. With a passion, she'll tell you. <laughs> anyway, that does it for this episode. For Sarah Fade, I'm Sal Vincenzo. We'll see you on the next show. <laughs>